This is Terry Howe from the Talk Back Fans Podcast, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show with the incomparable host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two feet for wiener. So listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome, everybody. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. And we do it live here each and every Tuesday. If you missed the first hour, shame on you. You missed Myron Mixon, a whole hour of them almost. Aside from my opening jaunts, setting the show up, the show open, if you will. It's a term we use in the biz. I'm not actually in the biz, but I'd like to say that. To make you think I'm in the biz. It's a term we use in the biz. 2010. So if you missed Myron Mixon, you can go back starting tomorrow or at 11.55 this evening and grab grab the replay on podcast. And it was a great overall interview. We covered a lot of different things. We covered uh, the book. We've covered uh, his physical fitness covered Memphis in May. We covered his dad. We covered why he was competing. It was great. Very open, very honest, didn't dodge any questions. And, uh, you know, I always say if, you, if you've only known Myron from the Pitmaster shows, then you probably think he might be baggy. And when you hear him, I say, well, you can't go off, go back and search his appearances on my show, and that's the person that you're talking to. That's the person that you're dealing with. So hopefully, if this is the first time you've heard him outside of a show, you realize that uh, typically who you're seeing on the television is a gimmicked up version, if you will. Somebody that realizes there's a role to be played, and he plays it very well. So you can go back and get it in uh, like an hour and 45 minutes or two hours or whatever, or just get it tomorrow. First hour is always up on Wednesday. Second hour up on Thursday. Still to come on this show this evening, Mitch Benjamin of Meet Mitch and Sean Walcheff of Cali Comfort Barbecue closing it out. Don't forget you can follow me socially 
at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. You can also get a video feed there. You can get one on YouTube Live as well. Coming up this Friday on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, proudly put together by my Michigan correspondent, John Solberg. Episode 83, taking you all the way back to 2012. And this, according to executive producer John Solberg, was a show topic sent in through the listener request line. That's right. If you enjoy the best moments shows each and every Friday, and there is a show that you kind of remember or you remember a date and you would like John to fashion it into a best moments show, all you have to do is send him an email, john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com, and he will go about executing his best efforts on making your request a show in an upcoming episode. And he said that show 83 is from a request line requests to be redundant. He was on the show a few weeks ago talking about his grandfather, C.B. Stubblefield, making it into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, that being Rocky Stubblefield. Rocky first surfaced on this show back in 2012, and this show is what it sounded like when he came into the, uh, onto the show for the first time. And yes, it is a John Solberg patented double header show. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast because if you're not and you don't show up to the website every day, you're probably going to miss it. All right, folks, it's official. I'm old, and here's why. Brought to you by your friends at CNN.com. Fortnite. How many of you even know what the hell I just said? Fortnite. Maybe you have kids. Maybe they play Fortnite. Maybe you don't have any idea what Fortnite is other than a span timed of measure spanned time of measurement. We spent a fortnight in the weeds. Woods. We spent a fortnight in the woods, I tell you. Fortnite gives away three million dollars to its first ever solo world champion a 16-year-old from Pennsylvania beating out other pros and famous streamers Kyle Booga Giersdorf 16 made a name for himself by dominating the first round and ultimately taking home the 3 million dollar grand prize for individual players that's the largest ever payout in a single player esports tournament and this is where I become old. And perhaps more specific, what the hell is esports? Esports? How does one person determine what is a sport and what is not a sport? Are we allowed to just say that if there is a winner at the end of something, then that is a sport? No matter what the conditions are, to sitting in front of a computer screen for 8 to 12 hours a day qualify as a sport because that's what Booga did to earn a prize. He sat in front of a computer screen or maybe a big-ass television screen for 8 to 12 hours a day playing Fortnite. 
And don't get me wrong here. I'm not begrudging him his money. Get paid however you can get paid. I firmly believe that. But can we please start getting more specific with what we're calling sports? I've said it time and time again, and now I think we should make a movement to qualify sports and skills. To me, sports are physical activity. Pro sports are those elite humans that can perform at a level that 95, 96, 97% of us cannot. Certainly, Pandora's box will open when we start talking about what is a sport and what isn't a sport. But we can all agree that video gaming is not a sport, right? Parents are constantly bitching about their kids sitting in front of screens and on their phones and doing everything but being outside, gaming literally all day long. They don't socialize. They're fat. The list goes on. So now, with Booga making three mil off a Fortnite run, will they now encourage their kids to play harder, play longer, stay up longer, get in the basement, Jimmy? If you don't play that game... For eight hours minimum, no food for you. Go play your game and win me that cash. I mean, win you that cash. You think travel sports parents are bad? Because I've been around them for years. I can only imagine when the first edition of Gamer Parent turns up. Can you imagine this creep? Are we going to see... Gamer travel teams in the next year or so? It's not too far-fetched, and here's why. In Asia, there are gamer training facilities. That's right. If you, you are identified as having exceptional gaming talent, whatever the hell that is, you could get picked to go into this facility, kind of like how the Olympics take talent, like pluck them from their hometowns and then stick them down in Texas or wherever they groom those athletes for their respective sports. Except, well, in this case, it's video games. Look, it's obviously popular, right? I'm obviously old, right? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. That 16-year-old punk that won $3 million, and yes, I'm jealous, Played in front of thousands and thousands of people. Played at Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium. They're building esports arenas. Multi-billion dollar industry. But it's not a sport. $13 million is not... I'm sorry, $3 million doesn't make it a sport. Doesn't make it a sport. I'll expect your reaction. If you have a talented gaming son or daughter, I would imagine your emails of Venom will be coming first. Meet Mitch coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. 
and has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations, famous for the original beef sausage that's coarse ground in a natural pork casing. They also are known for the authentic Central Texas barbecue. All meats, including the prime briskets, are smoked low and slow for many hours over Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online store, southsidemarket.com. They also ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later, include a custom gift note, and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges. All shipped items are vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparation for the customer. Shipped with dry ice to ensure complete freshness upon arrival. Very important. All meats processed in that on-site USDA facility. They have on-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders are welcome as well. Two restaurants if you want to eat. Elgin, Texas since 1882 and Bastrop, Texas since 2014. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. 10% off coupon if you want to order online at southsidemarket.com. Use code BBQCentral at uh, checkout. That's BBQCentral, all one word, lowercase. Go to southsidemarket.com. And you'll get 10% off your order. Not just the first order. All orders, as I say each and every week. BBQCentral at checkout. All right, meet Mitch coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue Bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Wi-Fi for the cloud-based monitoring, of course. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant, you're in luck. Fireboard, fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. Yeah. My first guest in the second hour, steadily taking over the barbecue scene in recent years. A quick look at his offerings on his website. You know, he's very diverse, meeting a lot of barbecue needs. Here to break down some barbecue with me is the creator of the Meat Mitch line of barbecue products. We race to the Fogo Charcoal Hotline and welcome back Mitch Benjamin to the show. Mitch, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No doubt about it. Appreciate you making time for the show this evening. So as we quickly look at our watch, Mitch, uh, it's been seven years since you have been on the show. Uh-oh. Can't believe how Come fast on, time has is. it really? Can you believe it? It was 2012, <laughs> uh, so we're almost a year to the date. And uh, My appearance fee has gone way up since then. Well, luckily, I've been making bags and bags of cash along <laughs> the way, so I can certainly meet any appearance fee that is required. Uh, So let me not be naive and think that everybody has uh, heard of you or gone back through my extensive archives. If we could just get a little uh, high-level shot of Mitch Benjamin and Meet Mitch when you got into it, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, so Meet Mitch is a barbecue competition team that I guess we started in 2002 at the American Royal. Mm -hmm. I live in Kansas City, so that's our our stomping grounds and... and, uh, so, I guess 17 years competing there, and about seven years ago, eight years ago, 
when you and I were first introduced, I started an online website selling sauces, selling um, competition-style meats uh, over the Internet, and then in 2014 branched into a restaurant here in Kansas City called Char Bar and just have continued to... uh, you know, ride the barbecue wave really the last 17 years. It's been most of my life, everything that I love and my passion. And uh, have got to do, or had the opportunity to do a million crazy fun things from Derek Jeter's retirement party in New York uh, Yankee Stadium to uh, Barstool Sports, um, you know, Royals games, you know, you name it. We We really have had an opportunity to do amazing things. And last eight, nine years in a row at Memphis in May and all of our friends there. And it's just, the community is just amazing. As you know, I mean, you preach it every week. It's family, it's fun, and it's uh, and it's uh, addictive. I love it. Do these opportunities, I mean, you, you just kind of rattle them off like they happen to everybody, but uh, do these unique opportunities come to you through people knowing the product and they like it so they just want you to be a part of it or they want to be associated with you or how does you know how does doing a Derek Jeter's retirement party happen or or something along these lines yeah well um we've had the opportunity I'm good friends with George Brett who obviously is a hall of fame baseball player here in Kansas City and an icon and he introduced me to guys at the Royals and I had them over to my house for barbecues and whatnot. And uh, they said, hey, Mitch, why don't you come and cook for the players? I'm like, done. Let's do it right now. <laughs> right, right, <no laughs> so I started doing games and started doing the uh, home team and the away team. And I'd have three guys on one side and three guys on the other. And then um, the 2012 All-Star Game happened. Um, that may be when I, when I talked to you last mm-hmm. in Kansas City. And actually had Rod Gray help me out to make sure that I didn't screw it up. Both <laughs> and run. He ran one side, and together we ran the other side. And uh, with my my uh, team, and um, it was just a, a ball. It introduced me to uh, tons of players and and teams and team managers. And then I was asked to do uh, uh, to come to Yankee Stadium. I'm like, yeah, you bet, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we flew there and did that and got to you know do Fox and Friends and and go to the set of the Today Show and do all these kinds of different things and 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 unique experiences and it just from one to another as you meet people and grow and expand your brand and and introduce people uh, to barbecue in different marketplaces you know doors just open up and it's it's been a heck of a ride. You know, when you look back over the last seven years, as you had mentioned, you know, when we had talked in 2012, the sauce was kind of coming out. And I mean, it probably wasn't a burgeoning company, but maybe it was kind of a, a little bit of a burgeoning company. So as you look back but in 2019. in my mind, that's yeah, it. <laughs> of course. Um, are you surprised that we're here in 2019 and you have experienced the success within this uh, subculture that you have? Uh, I, You know, i surprised. I guess... It's happened so fast. It's hard to be surprised. I mean, I, I'm I'm joyful. I'm 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 happy about it, and I really appreciate everything that it's given me. And it's fun, really, to watch barbecue grow. Um, you know, and I listened to Myron's earlier segment. You know, through t- television, I think it's really expanded it, especially overseas. And that's one of the things that really impacted my life this year was an opportunity to go over and live in Paris, France, the first you know, part of uh, uh, all of March and April and part of May, 
and open up a barbecue restaurant and see what it was like to feed Kansas City burn ends to people that didn't know what they were putting in their mouth, you know, and to to be there every day and, and every night. And it was just a really, really cool situation and opportunity. I want to get to that here in a few minutes here, Mitch, but we're talking with Mitch Benjamin from Meet Mitch, by the way, the website, if you're interested in taking a look at what he's got, meetmitch.com. When we had spoken last time, uh, Mitch, you still had a day job. Are you at a point now where Meet Mitch is full-time and you're totally invested in that, or do you still have a, a day gig? It is full-time. So I, I uh, worked for TaylorMade Golf Company as a golf rep for 21 years. Um, opened Char Bar in 2014, and that really has been an amazing experience. Um, and then set my sights on restaurant number two, and in doing so, left uh, the golf industry a couple of years ago and have been full-time concentrating on barbecue. So let's talk about the restaurant industry. When I talked about it with Myron Mixon a little bit ago, and uh, I'm interested to get your take on it. Obviously, barbecue restaurants are, I guess, what would seem to be at a halt, all-time high, opening up all over the place. Uh, Kansas City style, Texas style, of course, uh, Carolina style, certainly. What do you think is the draw right now for folks to? They really seem to be all in, totally invested in not only trying to find these like craft-made barbecue restaurants, not the chain crap, but you know, really good stuff. Uh, but they also want to emulate it in their own backyards as well. What do you think the the draw in is? Well, I think Myron nailed it. I mean, what do you say? There was 15,000 competition teams, but then there's just millions and millions of backyard warriors that want to go out there and emulate the Myrons of the world that they see on TV. And uh, I just think that they they crave barbecue. It's, it's, you know, an American pastime per se. It's, like he said, popping up all over the United States, and there's different kinds we like to think that kansas city is kind of the best of all all of them um and you know really the competition style barbecue restaurant especially in kansas city has really been burgeoning i mean if you look at jeff staney who started joe's kansas city Mm -hmm. uh what maybe 12 14 15 years ago now 16 years ago i don't know i'm getting old dude so um you know he was started as a competition barbecue company of slaughterhouse five And then when I opened in 2014 with Char Bar, you saw Rob McGee open uh, Q39, competition barbecue guy. You yep. saw a year later Joe Pierce open Slaps, competition barbecue guy. These are the, you know, some of the most uh, you know, accomplished, popular restaurants in Kansas City right now. Before that, you had Gates, you had Arthur Bryant, you had Jack Stack, and everyone was waving the flag that we were the best there was. And it's kind of fun to see a new generation of restaurants in Kansas City and, and, and really for them to see huge success, huge success. Can you get to a point in Kansas City, even though it is a barbecue mecca, can you become saturated with barbecue restaurants there or no? Well, that that's a question that I get asked a lot, but I mean, you got to fish where the fish are. And people here are trained to enjoy and love and purchase and buy comp- you know, good barbecue, not necessarily competition barbecue, sorry, but great barbecue. And it's, it's tradition and it's, they don't think anything of it. Go and pick up a couple hundred dollars to carry out trays of barbecue. Mm-hmm. And that's a Friday night and everyone hits the you know kitchen backyard pool and, and it's game on. So 
So it's if you're going to be good and produce a good quality product, Kansas City, I can't think of a better place to do it. So how much time are you into Charbar? Are you there every day? Are you there, you know, three no, or four I'm times not, a I'm week? No, I'm not there every day. And as I said earlier, this um, I've, I've been out of the country really the last few months. Yep. But I'm not there every day, but I do consult with my team. And mainly what we're working on now is opening Meet Mitch Barbecue Restaurant, uh, which should open hopefully October, November of this year in Kansas City as well. Let's talk. So that will be my first. That will be my first uh, branded restaurant. How was I going to differ from Charbar? A little bit differently. Um, Charbar is a sit-down, uh, you know, wait, waiters and waitresses uh, restaurant. We will be more of a fast, casual uh, restaurant where you go up and you order, and then you sit down and we bring it to you. Um, I like a lot of different things down in Texas. You know, I've spent weeks down there going to every single place that you can name. Um, I enjoy the exhibition-style cooking where you can watch them cut the meats and, you know, kind of have some interaction with people, hand them a burn-in, things of that nature. So I'll incorporate different aspects of that into the restaurant. Um, Otherwise, it'll be very similar to Char Bar. I'm not sure if you've been where we'll have big garage doors, we'll have uh, fire pit, festoon lighting, and then we'll have games. So at Charbar, we have a full croquet course. We have bocce ball. We have, uh, you know, bags. We have ping pong tables, picnic tables, all that kind of stuff that really uh, creates, you know, a family environment. And we'll have all that at the new facility as well, at the new restaurant as well. All right, and that's going to be October, November this year, potentially? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time coming. It's taken me two years longer than I thought it was going to. If if you can imagine that, trying to get... (laughs) People trying to open a restaurant could take two years longer. Yeah, yeah, it's something else. Now let's talk it's about the. Else. I want to talk about the Paris thing too because I mean that fascinates me to to no end. I mean I I don't know if I've ever had less of an interest to go anywhere in my life than France, and you're opening a barbecue <laughs> restaurant there. And uh, you know I mean it's traditionally not known as uh, having any type of barbecue culture, so that has to be. You know, it's probably not a huge hurdle to have to overcome, but I would imagine there's some barrier to entry there. So how do you introduce American Southern-style barbecue or Kansas City-style barbecue to a uh, French-consuming public? Well, it was just a wild story from the the beginning. Um, There was a buddy of mine uh, through Charbar that showed me an advertisement that was actually through um, uh, an online site looking for Craigslist, looking for someone to come over to teach them how to cook American barbecue. (laughs) So I kind of giggled at it, shared it with my family, and sat on it actually for weeks, a month, and then applied, or applied, I guess responded to it. And then the next day I got a a verbal, you know, let's get on Skype, let's (laughs) do this Viber thing, you know, and I'm like, whoa. And literally three weeks later, I was living in Paris. Wow. That's how fast and how crazy and bizarre it was. So out of the blue. Like if you would have told me a month prior, oh yeah, Mitch, you're, you're going to go live for a few months over in Paris, I would have told you, you know, what is this, 420? What's going on? But it was funny. <laughs> no, so, but, but so, so I get over there, so I fly sight unseen. They took care of my airfare. They took care, they bought me a flat. So I thought I was the coolest guy in the world. I had my own flat in Paris. Pro athlete. Whatever. Nice. Yeah. So, and then uh, I get over there and I walk into 
the absolutely the most beautiful restaurant with a glass tilted ceiling, a beautiful old hickory pit that they had purchased <laughs> brand new and had flown over there and and you know guys and a team that were second to none that were as cool as could be but really had no experience whatsoever on how to cook barbecue, you know, American style barbecue. So um, it was it was a fascinating experience. It was amazing. Uh, the barbecue, the uh, restaurant was located directly across the, st- the street from Notre Dame. So, if you all remember that Monday night when it burned yeah. for 15 hours, we walked directly out our doors and had the ash falling all over our heads. Oh dear! It was just a very, very memorable experience. It was crazy. How quickly is the food consumed, and and like what are the the general public's thoughts like right off the bat is it a a flavor explosion like they've never had well it was cool like what we had to do is we had to have some discussions like the owner wanted 85 per 85 percent american perfect american kansas city whatever i was going to do 15 percent tailored towards the parisians parisians they told me generally don't like high spice content they don't like hot they don't like all that kind of stuff so you know, we basically, I just created a totally <laughs> Kansas City style menu. I mean, redid their logo, made the whole menu, did everything. I mean, I got to do everything I wanted. I was like a kid in a candy store. It was so much fun. And I think um, where we were located in Saint Michel, very touristy area across the street from Notre Dame, you had tons of Americans. Um, you had, you know, people from all different. Um, countries and everyone was really open to trying and experiencing american barbecue and it was it was a blast i actually had people come through that i knew from memphis in may and other barbecue competitions and they're like what are you doing here dude you know and it was just like it was a surreal experience but i think in general um you know we spent weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and putting together uh, how to how to cook it, how to make the rub. You know, how, that was the first thing: make a rub, make a sauce, how to trim the meat, how to smoke the meat, <laughs> how to prep it, how to plate it, how to make it look appetizing. You know, what are we going to do? Let's let's keep it simple, stupid a little bit. Let's not have a huge menu. Let's do a few things great. And uh, you know, the guy that I worked with, uh, Paul Patterson, who actually was a Kiwis from uh, New Zealand ended up uh, being one of my closest friends and we got to travel some over there and do some fun things and then I brought him over here to Kansas City for a week and then took him to Memphis in May and we got up on stage twice so it was like a Disney movie but he's still back there and grinding it out and uh, you know he's having a blast and every day he's like oh dude there's more people more people mate from Kansas City how big is Kansas City you know <laughs> everybody's from Kansas City so it's fun it's been it's been amazing You'd reference the two walks over at Memphis and May, so let's talk about that as we kind of close it out here. Uh, I mean, you're certainly not uh, not accustomed to winning awards with that sauce. I mean, it does very well. People love it. I mean, some of the biggest names in the industry are a big proponents of it. You know, Jess Pryles loves the shit out of it. So what's it like when you're at a Memphis and May and uh, you're winning awards? Like, uh, I mean, that's got to be a, a top honor. It is cool. So I think we've competed for eight years in a row now, and we have eight trophies, which I think is pretty cool when you talk to people that have been there year after year grinding it out that, you know, never get up on that stage. 
this year the sauce won again um naked second place um we've we've taken the stage several times for that and then um we won fourth place in an ancillary category in seafood which was the first time we had ever entered it and that was uh, something that I put Paul in charge of from New Zealand, and we had talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks leading up to it, and to see him be able to get up there and follow him up on stage for that was just cool as can be. But uh, I think we finished about 25th in ribs. Last year, we finished 8th in ribs, so anytime you can get top 10, Mm. and then the year prior, we got first overall in beef category, which was fun. So, I mean, it's just... It's amazing. The sauce this year, it just keeps, like you said, we, start, we started talking seven years ago. I mean, Memphis in May, I got second place in, in the sauce. American Royal has already announced this year we got third place sauce. Wow. The NBBQA, we got first, second, and third. So it's, it's got to be one of the most decorated sauces that there is in the country, I would, I would hope. At least I keep telling myself that. When you get... That's how you keep going. Hey, man, I mean, you see the, the sales every month, so, I mean, you're not just telling yourself yeah, yeah, that. I mean, you, yeah. you, you got uh, data to, to back that feeling up. But when you win these awards, I mean, will you see an appreciable bump in sales for a certain period of time? Or, uh, I mean, does it just stay pretty steady and it's just nice to also hang these particular accolades up on the wall? It's nice to hang them up on the wall. I do see bumps, but I, I also see interest coming from overseas. Like um, when, I, when I was in Paris, I flew over to uh, Cologne, Germany, and met with a guy that, after I had won a Memphis and May Award for sauce, reached out to me, and now he sells thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of bottles of my sauce over throughout <laughs> Europe. You know what I mean? So they get to you that way. Um, I won a Memphis and May trophy. The next day I get an email from a guy in Switzerland who brings over 10 skids, pallets of sauce. Wow. Um, that, those kind of things, it really resonates. You know, it resonates to people that are looking that can really help move the needle. Um, I don't know that it still necessarily hits the backyard warrior, the 6 million people. You know, when that happens, maybe Heinz comes calling or something fun like that, but... But it really, it, it, you know, there's a niche there, and it's growing, as you're well aware of. Can you, I mean, is there a buy number for Meet Mitch right now? Well, you're my agent, as you told me earlier. So, yes. you know, you said to keep quiet on that. So I'm not <laughs> sure what that buy number is, but it'll definitely be going through you. So, uh, you know, if you look at this year, like, I mean, what are you on track to do gross sales? I'm not looking for, like, you know, net profit or anything like that. But, like, gross sales, like, where, where are you at? Well, I can tell you that in the last three years, um, from when I was still at, at TaylorMade to now, um, I've doubled it. I've completely doubled it almost twice. Wow. So that, that gives you an idea of what being totally focused yeah. you know, on a product is, you okay. know, not being pulled in 50 different directions. Well, if you are interested in getting your hands on sauce or rubs or the uh, the meat as well, all you have to do is run over to meatmitch.com and order up all that stuff. And then if you're going to be in the Kansas City area, Char Bar is open now. Meat Mitch, the restaurant brand name, will be uh, up hopefully October, November of this year. And if you're over yeah, in Paris, what's I, the name of the place really- in Paris? I really pride myself, I think, on being one of the first, if only, competition barbecue teams that sell 
all the different cuts of meats from burn ends to briskets to pulled pork to sausage online, just how we do it in competitions. There's not a big fancy restaurant name behind it. It's a straight competition team, and I've been doing it for seven years. It's fun. What's the name of the restaurant over in Paris? Rosie's Smokehouse. Rosie's. for Paul Patterson. Paul Patterson. All right, so if you're going to be over in uh, Paris, look up uh, Rosie's Smokehouse. As for Paul Patterson. In the meantime, we are chatting it up with Mitch Benjamin. You know him as Meet Mitch, and we say Podsy and Womp a lot when we hang out. <laughs> uh, Mitch, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it, Greg. You Thanks. got it. There he is. Mitch Benjamin. Doing it right. Womp, as he says. His ID is like the best. Oh, where is it? Let me see if I got it real quick. Uh, station IDs, all IDs. Meet Mitch. All right. I'll be uh, I'll be here with uh, Sean in just one second. This is uh, Mitch's ID. Check it out. Yo, pod! This is Meet Mitch, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Bum! That's the gold standard of IDs right now, by the way. Uh, Meet Mitch. MeetMitch.com. Is it MeetMitchBBQ.com? Shit. Google Meet Mitch and you'll go right there. He's right at the top of the return. Sean Walchef coming up out of the break. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, makers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. We'll be talking a lot about pellet cookers this evening. Myron Mixon is making pellet cook. Green Mountain Grills makes pellet cookers as well. They have three different sizes to choose from, two different lines to choose from. The classic models, uh, I have the, well, I had a Jim Bowie and a Daniel Boone. Uh, now Detective Corey has my Jim Bowie, but I also have the Daniel Boone on my back lot right now. And I love it. And it's a great pizza oven as well as a smoker. If you want something bigger, the Jim Bowie's probably going to be your cup of tea. Daniel Boone, medium size. Davy Crockett, travel size. Football's just around the corner, gang. That means tailgating. And if you want to take something that's pellet-fired, the Davy Crockett right up your alley. If you don't have access to a traditional power outlet either... You can just go ahead and plug it into the 12-volt adapter right in your car, the 12-volt outlet in your car. Then you have the Prime line that's a more robust chassis. You have some peak-in windows in the main cooking chamber on the pellet hopper, two internal meat temperature probes, just a all-around more robust unit. Uh, but still the same model brands, Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone. Uh, Davy Crockett is on its own. All of the Prime lines have that 12-volt technology on the power as well. They got pellets, they got sauces, they got rubs and spices, all the stuff you need right there. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Bet on barbecue. Damn Skippy. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content. In an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, welcome back. Are you ready to find out where you rank against all competitive barbecue teams across the country? Visit smokelessmithfield.com to check out 
where you rank on the Smokeless Smithfield National Barbecue Championship leaderboard. Again, the website smokelessmithfield.com. If you're not signed up, you're not going to appear on those national barbecue rankings until you do. It is free, by the way, so sign up today. Again, that website is smokelessmithfield.com. All right, helping me close it out tonight, a uh, podcaster, a restaurant owner, and friend of this show, Sean Wolchev. Hey, Sean. Sean, answering this call. All right, let's try the. Oh, Sean. Sean. Sean, no, no, Sean. All right, try it again. Oh. I- I'm not going to let it ring. See you. Pick up here real quick. Sean. Hello. Hey. What's up? What it do? What it do, my man? How's it going? Fantastic. How are you? Yeah, doing really well. Uh, This is the bullpen segment of the show, so the closer is out, and we are ready to shut it down and go home here in a strong fashion. So... Uh, Sean, by the way, is the owner of Cali Comfort Barbecue, and you can find him at CaliComfortBBQ.com, or if you're going to be in his neck of the woods, just go eat there for crying out loud. And we got a couple different things to talk about, not the least of which is in a couple weeks, you are going to be kicking off the fourth annual Bet On Barbecue Turf and Surf Barbecue State Championship at the luxurious Del Mar Thoroughbred Club Racetrack. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, for us on the West Coast, we've always admired everything that happens pretty much in the barbecue world. Memphis in May, Jack Daniels, all the huge barbecue events that go on. And uh, Derek Marceau, who owns Valley Farm Market, him and I have, you know, partnered up with Gene Goykachea and Arlie Bragg from Kansas City Barbecue Society. And we went to Del Mar Thoroughbred Club and we said, you know, this would be an ideal place uh, to put on a professional KCBS contest and celebrate barbecue on the West Coast. And luckily for us, we convinced them, and now we're in our fourth year. So it's uh, it's really exciting. Was there any, like, turmoil over the years where you thought that, you know, it might be good for one or two years, but it wouldn't be something? I mean, I mean, it sounds crazy to say because in the past you would see barbecue competitions that had seen 15 and 20 years of age on them. And, you know, now one is here and then the next year it might have been a great uh, competition and all of a sudden it's gone off the face of the earth. Uh, So to have uh, what is going to be four years under the belt is a a pretty good accomplishment. And I would imagine uh, all parties are seeing the value in keeping it. Yeah, you know, it's there's to be frankly honest with you, there's absolutely nothing easy about putting on a barbecue contest yep. on whether that's a Kansas city barbecue contest or an amateur contest, which, um, we host one of those in front of our restaurant where we, uh, shut down the street. We partner with uh, Valley farm to do that as well. And, you know, doing that for seven years allowed us to have the confidence to go and figure out a way to load in 45 professional barbecue teams during, uh, you know, one of the race days. So, all the racers, you know, all the horses, they're out there training. And there's just a lot of movement parts. So there's a lot of people that you have to make happy. And um, fortunately for us, we've been persistent enough to um, make those people happy. And uh, Del Mar, they couldn't be any more excited. Um, and that, that's really probably the coolest thing that's happened is we've got this network of barbecue restaurants, barbecue teams, barbecue catering companies. Now we brought in dessert companies and seafood companies 
um, that really just want to do something cool. Uh, the track is just an incredible place. I, I know you have a, a fondness for Del Mar. Yep. Um, the locations, it, it couldn't be any better. You know, I have to pinch myself every time we're loading in teams and you can, you know, literally take a pitching wedge and hit the Pacific Ocean and realize, yeah, this is, we're going to be here for the weekend and it couldn't, couldn't be more, more incredible. So if you're going to be, if you're not competing, but maybe you're going to be attending as a spectator, what can you expect from the turf and surf this year? Well, turf and surf. So, you know, one of the things that Derek and I have been focused on with Del Mar, you know, one of the kind of turnoffs about barbecue contests is the reason people are so drawn to barbecue contests is because everyone loves barbecue, no matter where you're from in the United States, actually, no matter where you're from in the world. When someone says there's a professional barbecue contest, people want to go, you know, especially if you're curious, if you, you know, listen to the barbecue central show, if you, you know, read Myron Mix's book, if you, if you do these things, you're like, well, if there's a barbecue contest in anywhere near me, I'm going to go to it. When you go to it, you want to try barbecue. Unfortunately, because of health restrictions and a lot of different other factors, many times you can't even eat barbecue, depending on if they're vendors or, or what it may be. And for Derek and I and Gene and Arlie, and especially Del Mar, we wanted to have an event that no matter what, whether you were competing, whether you're not competing, if you were coming out to the event, you could get incredible barbecue. And that was really bringing in the restaurant partners, uh, people like Grand Ole Barbecue, Asado. They just had, uh, they were just on Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives. Uh, we have Coop's West Texas Barbecue. We have International Smoke, which is Michael Mina and uh, Aisha Curry. That's their fourth International Smoke that they've opened up. They've decided to participate this year. So it's an all-you-can-eat event. They come out, get all the barbecue they want. They can get dessert. They can get seafood. Um, and uh, they can also get craft beer because San Diego is the craft beer capital of uh, the U.S. Is it? It is, officially. All right, well... Uh- you said a name of uh, one of the uh, restaurants serving samples, and you probably lost everybody because you went Spanish on us. You said Grand Old Barbecue E Asado. Uh, just for the non-Spanish speakers, that's Grand Old Barbecue <laughs> and Asado because I'm sure everybody just glazed over like, what the hell did Sean just say? But, I mean, that's a that's a full uh, accoutrement or a full allotment of uh, some pretty high-line barbecue folks that you're having coming in, and you're meeting that need, which I totally agree. I mean, one of the worst things about competition barbecue is nobody's there from a participation standpoint or if somebody's there watching one of their buddies it's like uh you know even them they're getting their hands slapped going oh no 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 samples none of this it's a health thing so to rectify that situation does bring some eyeballs and some foot traffic in and help promote the joy of uh, eating great barbecue and those are some great people serving barbecue yeah 100 percent. you know i think that's you know growing the sport of barbecue and getting more awareness that's really what it's all about it's you know, we were so fortunate as a restaurant to have met Gene Goykachea because there was a KCBS contest, you know, in at, at Viejas Casino, which is a casino about, you know, 45 minutes away from our restaurant. We went out and we competed. We got in last place, if not disqualified. But <laughs> the thrill of the contest, because of what we saw there, the action and all the people, and being there as a barbecue restaurant, we had so many people that were local that were like, whether we won or just got disqualified, they didn't really care. They were just happy that they could meet somebody and then come to our restaurant. And that was just like such a powerful moment for us where we said, well, as a barbecue restaurant, if we can start organizing barbecue events, amateur events, professional events, 
this is something where there's, you know, a rising tide, there's a synergy that can happen. And, you know, it's really happening, not just here in San Diego, but Los Angeles and, you know, all the way up and down the coast of, uh, of the West Coast, which is cool. Sean Walchev joining me here on the show, owner of Cali Comfort Barbecue. CaliComfortBBQ.com is his website, and they're going to be putting on the Bet on Barbecue Turf and Serve Barbecue State Championship Sunday, August 18th, 1 to 5 p.m. VIP pass holders get in an hour early. So if there are any VIP, are there any VIP passes left, Sean, or no? Limited. We, uh, we limit those to 600. So the event, we take 3,000 total. Uh, but there's 600 VIP, and those have been the thing. Uh, those are the tickets that have been going the quickest. Uh, there's no line. You get to get in early, so you're getting all the best barbecue. Um, that's the media hour as well. So um, any of the local media that come out, they're out there. Uh, Pitmasters are out there. Big Green Egg's going to be doing a huge demonstration like they do every year. Um, U.S. Foods got a bunch of cool things that they do, and um, Hot Sauces and More is another one of our partners. And you know, for us, it's it's just such a cool thing to be able to be at the Del Mar races uh, right next to the Pacific Ocean and celebrate barbecue. For you know, I think the tickets are at sixty dollars right now for all you can eat barbecue, five craft beer samples, dessert, as well as seafood. I mean, you can't you can't beat it. No doubt, and that's August 18th on a Sunday from 1 to 5 p.m. So if you're going to be in that neck of the woods or maybe you want to make plans to be in those neck of the woods, that's the date. Uh, let's switch gears so first. I, Greg, yeah, go ahead. Greg, you said you, you told this is the second year you've turned us down to come out to the event. Yeah, big surprise. <laughs> you know me and my love of what? travel. Well, your love of travel, you love horses. Yeah, well, it's closer to me to go to Saratoga, and uh, I'm not going there, and they're in season two. So, I mean, you know, no no big surprise. When you send the jet, so what, do we, Sean, what, do, what do we have to do to get you out? Send the G5. Year, the send the G5, the G5, and then we're all good. That's all. I mean, I only require private jet transportation. I mean, is that too big of an ask? Okay. For, I'll even waive the appearance big, fee. That's not a big ask. No, you, no appearance fee? I like nope. it. No, G5 in lieu of appearance fee, no problem. I will accommodate that uh, under protest, of oh. course, but I will accommodate. Perfect. So you've, Perfect. Uh, we're, we're in the midst of a podcast revolution. There are a number of podcasts serving any number of niche markets and interests. And, you know, you name it, Google it, you'll find a podcast about it. Uh, last time we talked, I believe you had just notched the hundredth and final episode of Behind the Smoke. I believe Derek physically intimidated you and you quit. Maybe I got that wrong, or maybe he just physically intimidates me because I'm a puss. So what are your thoughts on podcasting right now? And is there anything new that might be coming around where you're going to resync your teeth back into that kind of media? Yeah, well, for, first off, I have to congratulate the barbecue central show for the howard stern barbecue podcast mention yes that's, that's a pretty big deal there buddy i mean i don't want to point out incorrectness uh but i have to at every turn the only thing that howard got wrong is he did call it a podcast and as we all know it is a show that is also being recorded at the same time which can be listened to if you miss the live show in a podcast format but other than that i love the mention well, I look forward to you going on to Howard's uh, program and, and correcting him. Yes, I'm sure that will never happen, but you know I will. <laughs> hey, you had Gary V on your program, so don't say ne- never. Never Twice. say never. That's right. Very impressive. Yeah, but back to your question about podcasting. It's uh, yeah, we did Derek and I. We did a hundred episodes of Behind the Smoke, and 
Um, you know, it was barbecue war stories. We wanted to talk about the business of barbecue, but the business of restaurants, um, kind of behind the scenes. And we were able to interview some incredible people like Amy Mills and Mike Mills of 17th Street Barbecue, Deuce Raymond, Dave Raymond. And we did, you know, a lot of those shows we did actually three of our favorite shows we did from the National Barbecue Association, um, which I believe you were at as well. I was there. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, we ran the duration of those hundred episodes. And um, right now I'm in the midst of, uh, of relaunching my next podcast project, which is going to be digital hospitality. And that's going to be a podcast focused more on restaurants and more on digital marketing and kind of, exposing and sharing the things that we've done, uh, being a restaurant located outside of downtown San Diego. Um, we opened in 2008 when it was, you know, a, a time where it made sense for us to put an ad in the yellow pages. Um, it made sense for us to put an ad in the newspaper. Those are things that we would never do now yeah. uh, just because cost, cost wise, it doesn't make sense for the return on investment. So, the things that we've been able to do, like focusing on Yelp, focusing on Twitter, Facebook, um, have allowed us to do incredible things and meet incredible people. I mean, starting a podcast opened us up to so many different people all over the world that loved barbecue, that loved business, um, that wanted to hear Sam the Cooking Guy, who I know is uh, on your show frequently. Um, you know, have he came on and talked about opening up Not Not Tacos, which is his restaurant here in San Diego, and gave us you know, a behind the scenes look at going from a media personality to a restaurant tour. And, you know, really it's kind of what I'm doing is reverse of Sam. And that's, mm. we own a restaurant and we're turning that into a media company and it's going to be Cali BBQ.media. It's going to be our new media company. And uh, a lot of everything that we're going to do with the weekly podcast is put out content to help people that own restaurants that own bars to really get their message out and, um, and do things with the internet and with their phone um, that'll help them expose their brand to a lot of new opportunities. So is this project going to be audio or are you going to have video? Both audio and video. Um, audio has always been the North star of the marketing efforts. Uh, we, I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for podcasting, but um, as we started doing our behind the smoke, uh, probably about 20 episodes in, we realized that video was going to be an important component. Um, doing Facebook Live and then also doing YouTube. So we started focusing more on that video aspect of the show, kind of the same way Joe Rogan does. Um, and that's something we want to continue to do. And um, we've got Blue Vision Entertainment, which is uh, two guys that have a company out here. They've decided to partner up with, with me and Stover's our producer. Um, he's out of Portland, but we've got some really exciting things uh, coming up as far as people running restaurants, uh, people doing things in digital marketing and digital media that we admire and um you know we're we're excited to to share that when does it start basis. Do, you, do you have stuff in the can already uh, or are you uh, actively shooting and, and when can we expect we're, fresh we're episodes actively, we're actively shooting we started shooting the last two weeks um our first guest will be coming up in the next couple weeks um we've got some some big cast guests lined up and uh for us it's it's going to be a whole relaunch of our website. Uh, a lot of things that we did with Behind the Smoke Media and then our other website, Cali Comfort Barbecue. Um, we're really a media company that sells barbecue online and then that has barbecue resources available, um, whether they're in the form of YouTube or podcasts or blog content. Um, 
they're going to be a lot of information of how to help uh, people that have a catering company get their word out, uh, make partnerships with local sports teams, kind of the same way we did with the San Diego Chargers, the San Diego Gulls, San Diego State Aztecs. Um, we've been able to do a lot of things as a small restaurant that you wouldn't think you'd be able to and with old media, but now with new media, um, there's a lot of really cool things you can do. You know, one of the things that I found most irritating about Behind the Smoke, Sean, was that you had to be, <laughs> if you were going to be a guest, you had to be in person. Is that a standard yeah. that you are going to stick with going forward, or will you be a little bit more open to remote interviews? Well, that, that's it's funny that you say that, because now I'm even more steadfast that we will only do in-person <laughs> interviews, just because it's going to make you upset. <laughs> Irritated. I'm not upset. You don't want to see me angry. Well, I, I want to get you to upset. But yeah, no, we, uh, we really like the personal connection, and I know it limits the show. Um, our ability to get guests on like Greg Rempe. Um, but I hope to have Greg Rempe come out and visit Del Mar so that we can actually sit face to face. I think uh, it gives us a different dynamic um, with the show. And we know that the audio quality is going to be as best as possible mm -hmm. and video quality as well. Yeah, I get that. No doubt about it. And uh, so did you say September we're going to be the, the, the first releases then? Probably, yeah. Around September. This is, it's a lot different starting a media company than it is opening up a restaurant. And I uh, just heard uh, your interview with Mitch Benjamin, and that was incredible. I can't believe he's opening a barbecue restaurant in Paris. That's uh, kudos to him. But yeah, two two years waiting. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, Dr. Barbecue, he, when he came out to Bet on Barbecue, um, our event last year, we had him on the podcast, and he was supposed to be opening up you know, his restaurant and you never know when you're going to open up a restaurant. I think yeah. we're going to have a, a, a better idea of when, when, uh, the website will be ready to launch and when those podcasts will, uh, will be ready to go and you'll definitely know. All right. So be on the lookout for Sean's new project on the podcast side, uh, the new digital hospitality podcast. And if you are going to be in his neck of the woods to eat Cali comfort, BBQ.com, the website, check it out, have a bite. And if you are uh, a barbecue competitor, August 18th is going to be the fourth annual, can you believe it, the fourth annual Bet on Barbecue, uh, the uh, Turf and Surf Barbecue State Championship. And we're talking with Sean Walchef. Sean, really appreciate the time, all the info, man, and uh, we'll do it again soon. I look forward to seeing you in San Diego, Greg. All right, Sean, you keep waiting. All right. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> This guy. See you in San Diego. I mean, if if I could, if I, the one thing I'm not going to do, uh, A, is be uh, peer pressured into going to San Diego, but of course I would love it. I would love it. And there are many things out in Southern California that I would love to include hanging out with uh, probably Sylvie Curry and Sterling Ball and Sam the Cooking Guy. And Sean, uh, Derek uh, frightens me, so I would probably keep at least 10 feet away from him at all times. There are plenty of reasons. I mean, but it just, from a logistics standpoint and everything else that's going on, it's, I mean, the, the, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. As I was talking with Sterling Ball a little bit earlier offline, you know, at five years from now, things could look way different for any number of reasons, uh, but, you know, in the near term, it's great to ask. Uh, by the way, Sean, if we're being honest, 
I didn't turn you down again for the fourth time. I didn't get asked again this time. But you probably knew the answer. So, I mean, you know, we're both at fault, I guess. Anyway, let me quickly get through this, and then we will close out the show as we are a little bit over, but that's all right. We're not really on a time frame. Just asked over. Folks, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for all things barbecue. They have a great selection of cookers and rubs and sauces. 13, actually, perfectly balanced rubs and and seasonings. They transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. If you're looking to impress the judges or grilling for family and friends, Big Papa Smokers and their award-winning rubs will not disappoint. You can also check out their unique partnership with Steph Franklin and the gang over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. When you put Big Papa and Simply Marvelous together, you're working the West Coast offense in whatever way you choose. How do you like it? Over the past few years, the West Coast offense simply dominant on the competition scene, and you know this. Granny's Barbecue Sauce is something the Big Papa owns as well. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce, why not give Granny's a try? It's absolutely spectacular. Now we talk about the cookers. How about the Mac Two-Star General Pellet Grill? We've talked a lot about pellet cookers tonight. One of the premier cookers on the market when it comes to pellet cookers is the Mac. Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer online. They even offer special packages. Nobody else can offer that. If you're not a fan of the pellet cookers, how about the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker the Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer? And if you're not sure what kind of smoker you need, well... Give them a call, 877-828-0727. They have something for every budget and skill level. They'll help you barbecue better, for crying out loud. Visit the website, bigpapasmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A smokers.com. And we are back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Stover, the Barbecue Hunk. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Have a hunky day. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. And welcome back. Thanks again to Sean Walchaff from Cali Comfort Barbecue. Getting ready to do the fourth annual Bet on Barbecue Turf and Surf Barbecue State Championship at the Del Mar Racetrack, August 18th. All the way back in the first hour, Myron Mixon. Remember that? JacksOldSouth.com, IronMixonSmokers.com. First hour for podcast release in about 50 minutes from now and all day tomorrow. Second hour out on Thursday where you'll be able to hear Mitch Benjamin from Meet Mitch talk about opening a barbecue restaurant in Gay Paris. Whoa, whoa. And we close it out with Sean Walchef from Cali Comfort Barbecue talking about the big barbecue state championship he has going on August 18th. Other spots still available? I guess I should have asked that. Check out Sean on social media and see if you are a competitor. You're going to be out that way and you want to take part. Why not? Great location. Delmar Racetrack. Are you kidding me? Have you ever been there? It's majestic. 
We start the month of August next week, if you can believe it. Malcolm Reed is in. Sam the Cooking Guy, fresh back from Japan, is in. And more. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.